0: From the Game Gurus at Snakes and Lattes, you're listening to the Snakes Cast, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast, everyone. I'm Jonathan Moriarty. Joining me this week are Maddie McLean. Hello. And Steve Tassi. Hi there. It's the last Tuesday of the month, and that means it's guru voodoo time. Now, usually we put the gurus in the hot seat. Usually on Guru Voodoo, we present a strange table of unusual, different, or disparate people and try to test them, see if they can find a game that will satisfy all of them at a single play. This time, we're going to do something a little bit different. We've done the nightmare, now let's do the dream. Mm. Gentlemen, it is an unexpectedly quiet night. Two gurus are on duty, so you've got plenty of time to do a long teach if you want. It's table four. They've played the basics, they played Settlers, Carcassonne, Ticket to Ride, they've played Puerto Rico, they've played Agricola, they're not afraid of, of complicated games or long games, and they want to be impressed. They want something different. They're up for any challenge, they've got a big table, and they've got about four hours to play. What do you bring in? Mm. <laughs> in some ways, this can actually be even harder, <laughs> because there are so many possibilities, so many games that we love. How do you begin to narrow it down?
1: Do they want one game that's going to last four hours, or are they looking to enjoy a buffet? Either
0: could suit. Okay. It's up to you to entertain them for that period by whatever means. They, uh, I, I, I think let's let's actually say that they want something that's reasonably lengthy.
2: Okay. Okay. You
0: know, a good hour, a good ninety minutes for sure. Okay. Good God, do I remember how to teach those? <laughs> it's rare that we get the chance, and uh, and granted, I say it's a quiet night like that ever happens. Um, there are a few that uh, that I might bring. I can sort of get the ball rolling. Well,
1: I, I there are definitely some uh, that I've got in my back pocket that uh, I like to bring out when when someone is is up for it. Um, it's no secret that I'm not a fan of Agricola, but I mm-hmm. am a fan of Lahav. Ah,
0: yes. Mm. Uh, I well, like it that. The Ruby Rosenberg game. That mm-hmm. was called uh, uh, Agricola Plus by some people.
1: Uh, could be. Uh, I like it for its streamlined scoring system. Mm. Things are worth money. If you're rich, you win.
0: There's no penalties for not having something.
1: The, you can go into debt if you can't feed your workers at the end of a round, and the the loans that you take do cost you money at the end of the game if you haven't paid them off but it's simply, there's none of this, I've gotta get one of each of these things if I don't get one of them I'm being penalized it's simply every building I make is worth money every boat I build is worth money everything I ship is gonna generate me money That's what I like about it. Um, That is
0: one of the common criticisms of uh, of Agricola. As a complicated worker placement game, you have to do a bit of everything. You can't specialize.
1: I love the intricate nature of Lahav. Havre. The rules themselves are not particularly complicated. It's how the different buildings play with each other and play with the different resources that are in the game. There's a lot of resources in the game. You've got money, you've got coal, you've got wood, you've got fish, you've got grain, you've got clay, you've got steel, sorry, iron, uh, you've got cattle.
0: And all these things can be turned into other things.
1: Cattle becomes meat plus leather hides. Hides can be turned into actual leather that's finished and ready to be used as clothing or as furniture. Wood turns into charcoal. Smoke beca- uh, fish becomes smoked fish. Coal becomes coke. Uh, iron becomes steel, clay becomes brick, and you can. there are buildings that allow you to synergize your ability to make multiple different upgraded goods and turn them into large amounts of cash.
0: So you really get to build your own little business. Absolutely. The little it, engines, constructing these buildings, getting workers. It's more than
1: just a business. You are building an economic industry. Mm. Uh, you You buy little components that do one thing, and you figure out a way to take all those components and make a clock out of them. Like It's just uh, it's a beautiful game. I love it. And uh, anyone who's ready for it, I will teach that uh, as often as I can. Sounds like a
0: real feast for fans of Eurogames. Yes. Alright, Maddie, you're next in the hot seat.
2: Well, I have to say, uh, for me, what I would like to do if I like the table is I'll set them up with a couple little different games to get them a wide experience. Usually games that so have been over... Yeah, usually games that have been overlooked in the past. Like for instance, one game that has made my regular rotation is Quovadis. Uh, I am mm-hmm. so all about this game. I don't know how I never heard about it until Thinking about sneaky role centers voting each
0: other into the higher chambers. Pure negotiation, no dice. It's exactly the kind of stabby sociopath game that you like best. I don't know why I like those
2: games, <laughs> but if I have like lifeboats. Quo Vadis and Intrigue, intrigue I will turn a see. table against each other for hours. It's just, <laughs> only it's the, the best feeling in the world. Mm. Yeah. You will watch them eat
0: themselves. <laughs> yeah.
2: But I've, I've, there's another game that's uh, made Some my... just want
0: to watch the world
2: burn. It's fine, it's fine. <laughs> no one cares. No. Uh, I think my, f- uh, a game that was overlooked a lot and that I've only recently discovered and enjoyed a fair bit as well was Drumroll. Oh, yeah. Right. Really interesting Euro game, really... Pretty cards, beautiful flavor to it. Elegant design. Not at all. And it's a surprising, it's a surprisingly sparse theme. I think.
0: What does it feel like to play it? Are you like the, are you the ringmaster or are you the manager? Uh
2: you are the manager of a circus, okay. and so you are essentially gathering different acts together and then going to specific places and then trying to put on the right show. Mm-hmm. For the place. And each place has certain acts that they like to see, but you and you also oh, you're traveling as well. Oh, you visit right four different, different cities, and then I think it ends, but. I've only played it once, and it was a little while ago, but it was a really, really beautiful game. Elegant design. really. It just hit that nice sweet spot where I was just like, I don't know why I haven't played this game before or why it gets overlooked so much. Yeah, it's definitely worth a look into.
0: Yeah, I think we've all got a few of those. Mm. uh, Hidden Gems. I did a video for Isla Dorada a while back, and uh, we've all been doing those for Snake's Favorites. Mm -hmm. But um, if there's a group of four and they're looking for something different. One that I have a hard time resisting bringing out is a hard-to-find piece called Ascending Empires. <laughs>
1: I know you love that one. Yeah. It's, Space Crokinole. <laughs> absolutely. It's
0: just it's, 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 it's one of these Galactic Empire-building games where your ships are little wooden disks, and all navigation and starship combat is, handling, is handled by flicking them. It's a dexterity game. It moves really fast on your turn. You only get to do one thing, so it moves so quickly around the table. And the fact that you don't have to consult charts and table, tables for range or tra- travel or distance or line of sight or any of this stuff, you don't have to roll any dice. It's just, did I collide with your ship? Then we both explode. Am I Am I this close to your ship? Then I hit you. And that is it. Uh, It's got all of those bits that you love in these space empire games, you know, uh, acquiring new technologies in different areas like weapons research or propulsion, or
1: colonizing planets,
0: building cities and uh, and colonies, and going to war with people and all this other stuff. Everything that you want in this kind of a game. And I guess probably one of the other reasons why I really want to bring it out at Snakes is because it's impossible to find. It's been out of Mm. print. Yeah. And because of the nature of that puzzle, that jigsaw puzzle cut board, it's probably never going to be reprinted. But uh, yeah that, that's one that I would definitely bring out so okay what if there are five players does that change your uh, your plan at all or do you
2: Quo s- and entry <laughs> <laughs> uh, does drum
0: roll go up to five
2: No I
1: believe it's only four hmm. I would not recommend Lahav for five people uh, too many people and the game gets too crowded you don't get enough actions in a single round right. um, it control. does it does increase the number of rounds that get played when you add more players, but for me, it's even not fantastic truly for four. Um, I love it as a two-player, I know other people who dig it, three, um, but too much more than that, and you don't feel like you get to do enough in a single round before, oh, now I have to feed my people again. Um, So with five, yeah, it is going to change what I would recommend. Five, uh, hello Battlestar Galactica. (laughs) <laughs> five is pretty much the ideal number for that game. You don't need to worry about Cylon Sympathizer cards. It's just you're human or you're a toaster. Or you wind up being both because that's the nature of the game. You right. find out you're a toaster. but I love BSG for five people. It, Especially if you know the show. You don't need to know the show to play the game. The, the game is a solid game by itself. But if you are familiar with the show the theme is so richly brought forward by the game that uh, i see people really get into it Uh, and i I adore that one it is a long one Mm. Uh, it'll probably take about two hours to play hey that's all right they've Um, got time and they've got the time if they are looking for something a little shorter though five people uh probably either santiago or vegas showdown both are excellent five
2: player euros
0: All right, then. Six players. Maddie, go.
2: Uh, In a regular group that I go to, we generally play a lot of games for six or above. Mm. And we usually visit our good friends, Arkham Horror and Elder Tor, (laughs) just because we're big fans of creating the story. We're big fans of breathing life into the characters and having fun with them. And they're games we've been playing for a long time, and I really enjoyed the collaborative aspect of it. Uh, I'm not so much a fan of Mansions of Badness, mainly because it's the one person against everyone else, Right. which just is the worst. <laughs> it's you're not a fan of one against many games. Uh, funny know. enough, I usually am. It's just I think that game we burned out on because uh. me and my me and someone else at the table got too good at it. <laughs> I don't want to say that's what happened, but when you figure no, those games right. out, it's, it's, you no need for those false modesty. Do. But. Yeah, I still really enjoy Arkham, especially with some of the expansions. Mm. Uh, the Dunwich Horror is just the worst. I just I can't <laughs> even. It's kind of horrifying. It's well, my friend even has like little statue, figurine things, and they they don't translate well to three D sculptures. But they're so. they're beautiful artwork. It's really great to get out with your friends and be like, okay, we need to go out and solve this mystery, and it's going to be really cool, and we're going to have a lot of fun. And so, then get devoured by Shogoths. They we usually do. It's <laughs> fine.
0: So, Steve.
1: Well, um, I do have some six choices, but before I jump to that, I'd like to just revisit five. Fury of Dracula. You said one versus many, (laughs) and that reminded me, Fury of Dracula, one of my favorites for five. But for six... uh,
0: Take a second, Fury of Dracula, come on.
1: Okay, so one player is mean Drac- They might
0: not have listened to our yeah. One Against Many episode That's when true. you got to tell us about how awesome Fury of Dracula is a while back. Give me a quick summary.
1: So imagine a Scotland Yard with more meat to it. Um, you have one player who is the bad guy. He's Dracula. He's moving around Europe secretly, leaving nasty little surprises for the human hunters. Um, and planting vampires everywhere he goes. Well, trying to plant vampires everywhere <laughs> he goes. The humans, the hunters, uh, Mina, Van Helsing, Dr. Seward, Lord Godalming, these characters are working together to scour Europe and try to find evidence of Dracula's presence. And if they find him, fight him, bring him down. I love it. It's <laughs> it's so atmospheric. They, they really nailed the theme.
0: Uh, Even the board The board is gorgeous,
1: the art's great There are two different versions, a very old one from the 80s by uh, Games Workshop and then the more recent one which is also out of print now uh, from Fantasy Flight Games
0: But we do have a copy of Snakes We
1: do, we do have a copy of Snakes, come by and try it sometime Um, But to get to six uh, Cosmic Encounter Oh yeah uh, Hmm. That is definitely on my six player list Um,
0: Featured in our game spotlight a few months back
1: yeah, uh, Robo Rally is another one that uh, really? works. Really? Robo with Rally six. with six? It, it plays up to eight. Uh, I'm not sure that anyone but a group of masochists would play with uh-huh. eight. But um, <laughs> I do like it, especially if we've got spinny, rotating office chairs. But we don't have those at Snakes. <laughs> um, but they are the best way to play Robo Rally. Oh, man, uh, the, the chaos
0: help. created by four <laughs> players is hard enough to manage. It. I can't imagine playing that game with six.
1: Uh, let's see, some other ones that I would recommend for six. Can I do one? Yeah. Yes. Yeah.
0: Dune. Mm-hmm.
1: Ooh. Which we do have at the cafe. It's, it's legendary. And it's real Dune, not this Rex crap. It's it true. Is Actual Dune. It's vintage uh, 70s Dune. It's it's so beautiful. Glorious in its hideous art. (laughs) It really does
0: look like 70s sci fi cover art. And um, it's okay if if the folks at the table aren't familiar with the story of Frank Herbert's Dune, then there's really no point. Uh, (laughs) But if they've all read the first book, the only book that counts, the one that's just called Dune with no other words in the title but Dune, (laughs) then it's glorious. You need exactly six players for it to really work, and all six of them play completely differently. The Atreides the the Emperor, the Bene Gesserit, the Spacing Guild, and the Fremen. It's like you're playing six different games around the same table, but you're constantly punching each other in the face. <laughs> it's, 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 it's incredible. I've never seen a game that integrates its mechanics and its themes so well. As a Harkonnen, you've got traitors in everybody else's camp and you're just waiting for them to bring them out so you can get them to stab them in the back. As the Atreides, you have the power of foresight. You can see what's coming. As the Bene Gesserit, you can use the power of the voice to force people to take actions they wouldn't want to and also to coexist peacefully with them so they can't fight you. Just, no, 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 we're just being spiritual advisors. Don't mind us. Uh, as the Spacing Guild, you can travel anywhere you want. And whenever anybody else wants to travel, they have to pay you. As the Emperor, you're just swimming in money all the time. And as the Fremen, you're dirt poor, but you're tough as nails. And you can ride sandworms around the Oh, so good. So good. I would love to get a chance to finally teach that one, but uh, it's probably never going to happen. So we hope you've enjoyed this little bit of fantasy here. <laughs> this particular bit of Guru Voodoo is not one that we're ever likely to get a chance to work, but we would love you forever if you were to visit us and give us that chance. Until then, I'm Jonathan Moriarty with Matty McLean and Steve Tessy. Game on. Game on. Thanks for listening. You can find more from the Game Gurus by subscribing to the Snakes and Lattes YouTube channel or by visiting our blog. Just go to snakesandlattes.com and click where it says blog up near the top of the page. Until next week, I'm P.T. Douglas. Game on.